and I love Solomon's Beyond Religion podcast. Hi, my name is Mamifwa. I listen to Beyond Religion for my weekly dose of inspiration and biblical knowledge. Hello, my name is Solomon Padite and I welcome you to Beyond Religion. Today we're going to have an interesting discussion on faith. Obviously, it's not the faith that you know. This is faith from a different perspective that marries various elements together to give you faith from a practical approach. Um, don't go anywhere. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hi, my name is Michelle from Toronto, Canada, and I love Solomon's Beyond Religion podcast. Check it out. Hello, I'm Saranako Aqua. And I love Solomon's Beyond Religion podcast. You are welcome back to Beyond Religion. In our discussion today on faith, like I said earlier, we are interviewing a friend and a brother, a big brother. And we're going to talk about faith, something I hear him talking about a lot, and I'm quite fascinated about his idea. So I want to understand and probe better for your sake as well as my sake. So at least we understand faith from his perspective, which is really, really practical. You're going to love this. I'm here with Jason Elliott. Jason. Yo. Because of COVID, so I know, right? we, can't, we can't shake hands. Sure, yeah. I'm sure the authorities will even question why we are. I think this is more than... It's cool, yeah. yeah it's, it's more cool, than one yeah. meeting. Yeah. Mr. Jason, Yo. welcome. Welcome yes. to Beyond Religion. I, I, I watched an episode on um, Walk on Water. I mean, a couple of the episodes. And I think I was there last, last year where you spoke about um, faith. And that was a really interesting one. I even called you to talk about, to talk to you about, yeah. The, it, was, it was really interesting and it got me thinking. It took me to a place of thinking where I have been thinking about this for some time. So it just occurred to me that, okay, let me interview Jason on this and let me hear him talk more about this to broaden it so I can have a firm understanding on it. And then at least my viewers will also have a better understanding of faith from the perspective they're not familiar with. Right, so I mean, before we end, we, we get into the heat of matters. Um, basically, I would just want to start by trying to let the viewers know a little bit about you because I know you, but they may not. They may not know you. So, who, who is Jason Elliott? Okay, Jason is a Christian, a child of God, and um, a married man yeah. to one wife. To one wife. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a psychiatric nurse, okay. a qualified physician assistant. Wow. Yeah, and also a bass player, a music director, and also the founder of the JE Foundation. JE Foundation. What was the JE Foundation about? Okay, so um, with the JE Foundation, we, we want to make love practical. We want to exhibit the love of God and you know, show love to people, and we do that through um, with uh, these tools, um, music, and the Word of God. Okay. We add um, health screening, health education, and other charity stuff to it. Oh, interesting, interesting, interesting. And so let me let's talk about them. Um, work on what I think that's one of the wings of yeah. the JE Foundation. What 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 inspired the idea? Walk on water. I mean, when somebody hears walk on water, the first thing is Jesus walking on water, Peter trying to walk on water, and Peter sinking. You know? <laughs> I know, right? So, what, what inspired the idea walk on water? So, I, I think, um, or I, I, I realized that 
there are a lot of situations that we find ourselves in and it seems impossible to overcome. Okay. But it's not that it is, it is impossible, but it's just that we don't know the how to do it. So Walk on Water seeks to teach you the how. Okay, the how to... to uh, yeah. I mean, uh, those things that you think are impossible, the how to overcome them. And so Interesting. Basically, Interesting. yeah. Basically, walking on water is impossible for the natural mind. Yes, but it is possible. So we empower your mind to mm -hmm. be able to walk on water. But not literally. If you want to walk on water literally, you can do <laughs> <try> that. <laughs> Anyway, 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 anyway. And so, I mean, for the reasons of the, the reason for this interview, like I said earlier in my introduction, I heard you a couple of times talking about um, faith. Yeah. yeah, I'd work on water in 2019 or 2020. 2019, I was really fascinated about the idea of faith, the way you blend those, the, 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 the sciences and the religion and create that balance. I was really fascinated about it. So, I, I would like you to explain briefly Basically, what is faith? From 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 Jason Elliott's perspective, what is faith? Okay, I would like to talk a little into it. Um, so, because if I just take it from the Jason Elliott, it might be, you know, as if I am creating it, but I'm not actually creating it. Um, um, when we look at the definition of faith from the Bible, from Paul's perspective, he says faith is, or now faith is the substance of things hoped for, and the evidence of things not seen. Um, it's, it's so easy, but it's a little complex because okay. um, for us to know the substance of things hoped for, then we should know what we are hoping for. And for us to know the evidence of things not seen, then we should know what we are not seeing. And Let, let's take, take, take that side briefly. Okay, for us to know the substance of things hoped for, then we should know what we are hoping for. Okay. And for us to know the evidence of things not seen, then we should know what we are not seeing. Okay. <laughs> And so, um, the hope of a Christian is not cars, houses, a good wife, a good family, health. That is not the hope of a Christian. But most people think when you pray for something you don't see and you believe you have it, then you have faith. But that is not faith. Okay? So now, the hope of a Christian is Jesus Christ. Wow. So, uh, faith now becomes the substance of Jesus Christ. The second part says the evidence of things not seen. We've not seen Jesus Christ before. So the evidence that what we've not seen exists is the faith. Yes. So now the evidence or the substance of Christ is his word. His word, not the word that is preached on the pulpit or the word you read from the Bible, but his word that is his person, Ooh. that is Jesus Christ. So the only proof of Jesus Christ becomes Jesus Christ. And the only thing that is faith becomes Jesus Christ. That is why the scripture says faith cometh by hearing the word of God. The word of God not being preached, but the word of God, Jesus Christ himself, because that builds faith in you. So faith becomes, your level of faith becomes now the amount of the word, Jesus Christ, you have inside of you. Wow. Okay, so that's from the Bible perspective. Uh, from my um, explanation, I take it from um, Genesis, when God created man. Okay, he spent much time, let me say, yeah. creating the body as compared to the time he used in breathing his spirit into man. Okay, so after God created the body, he breathed his spirit into man and that became, or that becomes an aspect of God that is dwelling in man because his spirit is him. Yeah. So man doesn't have a spirit, but man has the spirit of God that was breathing to him. <laughs> and why did God do this? Because God cannot relate with the flesh. 
He can't have a relationship with the flesh. He can only relate with the spirit. And so he created a body and put his spirit to be in the body so that he can, when he comes to commune with the body, because the body is dead, but the spirit makes the body alive, all right? When he comes to commune with you, he's communing with your spirit and not your body. But when God breathed his spirit into man, man became a living soul. Yeah. So the soul aspect propped up, all right? But I mean, that could be for another discussion. <laughs> So let's take the faith aspect from here. Now, when God created the body, he gave us five things so we can relate with our world. Okay. And that is the five senses. So the sense of vision, uh, sense of hearing, taste, touch, and smell. Okay. Without these senses, you can be alive but dead. Without these senses, you can be alive but dead. Yeah. And that is neurological death. Yeah. So somebody can be alive, your heart is beating, but your brain is dead and so you are dead. Okay, you become a vegetable. And so we can have cardiological death and neurological death, all right? All right. So cardiological, when, cardiological death is the when your heart, heart is dead, okay. so, and you are, you are gone completely. Wow. But your heart can be beaten and your, 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 mind, your brain is dead, and so you are dead. Wow. All right, so let's look at this. If, um, you are wearing a pink, a nice pink shirt. Yes, yes. I can, I, I can appreciate it, it because I can see it. Yeah. What if I tell you your shirt is blue? You tell me I'm colorblind. That's a disease condition, right? Yes, definitely. Right. In the spirit, faith is our five senses in the spirit. So you have the sense of vision in the spirit, the sense of taste, the sense of hearing, the sense of uh, touch, and the sense of smell. That's why the scripture can say, taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste. Not with your tongue, definitely, but the tongue of your spirit, and that is faith. I see the Lord exalted high above. It is not not with your eyes, but the eye of your faith. Wow. You see, and so that is um, my, you, you know, one. take on faith. That's that's a big one. <laughs> you know, you, you make it look so simple, but yeah, that's a lot to take in. So if 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 you if you would say, when does one Okay, you can have faith when you have Jesus Christ. Okay. So it's as simple as that. Once you have Jesus Christ, you have yeah. faith. And when you say have Jesus Christ, can you break it down a little okay. bit? Okay, so there was um, this, um, I was teaching on knowledge, okay, and I shared this, that if your knowledge of something is not part of your behavior, or doesn't affect your behavior, then you don't know. Most of us claim we know Jesus Christ. Yeah. Knowledge has to go through five levels. The first level is where you have no information about something. And the second level is where you receive the information. Okay. When you have no information about something. Then the second is when you receive information. The third level is where you understand the information. Okay. Receiving, because then understanding. Yes, because I can tell you uh, a metal can float in the air. And you can choose to believe it or not. You've received the information, but you can choose to believe it or not. It definitely. All right. So when you understand it, it means that uh, it has been uh, practicalized in your life. Like you've seen the cause and the effect of what information you are receiving. And now it goes on to the fourth level where you believe what you understand. People can understand things to write exams and choose not to believe it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So when you believe it, that's your fourth level. And the fifth level is where the information becomes part of your behavior. Okay, you go into somebody's house, you don't sit on the TV. You don't sit on the dining table. 
you sit on the chair. Why? Because you understand that is the function of the chair. Definitely. And so, what is Jesus Christ now? If you believe Jesus Christ, there must be something that you exhibit that shows that you really believe this Jesus Christ. And once you are exhibiting that, we call you a man of faith. Okay. So when once somebody has Jesus Christ, he has faith, he has faith and then you have explained what it means for the person to have Jesus Christ. Exactly. All right, let, let's take it from there. There's this phenomenon we, we, we see in church a lot, um, for instance, uh, yeah, when it has to do with, uh, especially within the Pentecostal and charismatic denominations. You know, because within the Pentecostal and charismatic, there's so much emphasis on the Spirit of God and in life in the Spirit and in the gifts of the Spirit. So there's that issue there. A total reliance on, I won't even say total reliance, but an abuse of the Holy Spirit or activities in the Holy Spirit causes a lot of problems like spiritual opportunism, people taking advantage of people's religion, their faith and, and all that. Now within this religious, when, um, especially, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you've heard of this thing before, when they are preaching about faith within this settings, there are so many things that they say, including one of these such things are, um, if you sow a prophetic seed, it opens a certain door for you to be able to assess certain things. You may hear this a lot in the prosperity gospel. Yes, I've heard it. So there's something we call the basket seed or the prophetic seed or whatever seed, seed, seed. And this seed is mostly has to do with money. Okay, you sow the seed onto a fertile ground, that's the understanding. And then this fertile ground generates a, a, a plant that can grow into a tree spiritually. And you harvest? Yes, you harvest it. <laughs> and what's your, what's your take on this based on the issue of faith that we're talking about? I mean, how do one, does, does one connect faith expressed through basket seed and a faith which is a total reliance on having Jesus Christ? How do we balance this? How do we balance this too? It's a serious question. I don't want to sound controversial, yeah. but I mean, if I have to be, yes, I have to be. Yeah. So, you see, I believe something, okay, that God is done. God is? He's done. God is done. He's not going to do nothing new. Mm. Alright? He's done. He's finished with our time. He's okay. finished with us. He's finished. And have you heard this scripture that when two people agree on something, whatever they agree on will be given to them? Okay. Have you? Is this a, a... Or, or let me even put it, let me tell you from the scripture where Jesus Christ says that on this faith, when two people bind something on it, it will be bound in heaven. I mean, it, it's not that it's going to be bound in heaven or whatever, but... Once you believe on the word of God and you yeah. act in the word of God, it positions you in the will of God to get what is already yours. Once you believe on the word of God and you act, you act on, on the, the word, word of God, God. It positions you to get what's already yours. What's already yours. already yours. So I'm going to say something. Paul said something. He says all things. I don't know if it's Paul or Peter. I'm sure it will be Peter. All things pertaining to life and godliness has been given unto you. So, am I going to sow a seed to, for something new to be given unto me, or is it going to help me get what's already mine? Maybe I might not even have the seed to sow. Does it mean I'm not going to get that? And you see, when some prophets come to the church, they will tell you, okay, I need 10 people to give me 10,000. I genuinely don't have 10,000. Does it mean I can't get that blessing? No, it doesn't mean that. But sometimes the intentions of the prophets, we don't know them, so yeah. we can't really go hard on yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. 
you get it but you see whatever is yours it's embedded in christ coming to die for you so once you didn't pray for jesus christ to come and die for you i believe that the scripture that says that in all things give thanks or pray without ceasing or give thanks in all situations you should rather thank god for what is given to you already before you were born and have position your mind to work to get certain things I mean that you are supposed to get in this world and not necessarily if you are giving to the church give to the church because the church needs the money for their building project for their charity work and all that stuff but don't give because you are expecting God to do something for you because you limit what God wants to even do for you because you are beginning and you are exactly and so for me I don't believe in um sowing seed and getting blessed because I believe God wants to bless me already even before yes. the idea of sowing comes into the exactly if i want to sow seed i want to sow seed because i am blessed you understand the bible says let the weak say what well, i'm strong and that means you have to act like you're strong so i'm giving you the money because you need it and i am blessed and i'm giving it to you i'm not giving it to you because i want to be blessed because <laughs> if i'm giving to you because i want to be blessed then god is going to bless me by the measure of my giving and that's going to limit what god wants to do for me because God is supposed to supposed to bless me from his greatness and not from the measure of what I'm giving. Ooh. Yes, God is supposed to bless me from his greatness, his abundance. Exactly. And not from what I am trying to Exactly. Wow. Yeah, because if if I if what I'm going to do or give is going to pull God to bless me, then it should be a state of the heart, not somebody convincing me. <laughs> you did. You did. All right. So, so um, I mean, back to your 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 theology of faith. Yeah. If, I, if I put it that way, yes, I call it your theology of faith. Basically, because it takes it takes it from various perspectives. I wanted to expand on it a, a little bit, so I'll just try to um, ask questions on some of the things that that you've said. So, just as I was saying, faith now becomes um, your spiritual sense. And so, so, these five senses in the in the in the natural, the biologically. Yes. Now we transport it into the spiritual realm. Exactly. Okay. And so if you want to see God, it must be people you know people expect to hear the voice of God audibly. Yeah. And so they go and pray in there. And sometimes you can hallucinate and think God is talking yes. to you. Well, growing up, I even wanted to hear God. Yes. And it's possible you can hear God because so now I even want to hear him audibly. Yes. God can actually speak to you audibly. But you must first activate your faith. You understand? It means you must actually start hearing God from the faith level before even you can hear him audibly or even touch God. You understand? And when so, you say touch God, you're definitely not talking about... No, but I mean, you can actually touch, touch him. God can actually let you touch him. That is if he wants. Not when you want. Yes, if not, not, not according to your will. Yes, exactly. When he wants you to touch him, he can. He can do that. And so if he wants you to actually smell him, you can smell him. You know, a lot of people, uh, some people say, during worship today, I had an unusual smell and all that stuff. Yeah, it's possible. Yes, you can yes, smell yes. the I mean, presence. I don't, I don't, I don't. You've had it. Wow, that's great. You see, people have seen angels and all. It's possible, very possible. But you see, it's not an everyday experience. Yes. According to the will of God. Exactly. And so you can actually hear God from your spirit and not just, don't expect that every time. I mean, it doesn't really happen. But you see, on another level, it means that if you don't have faith, you can't connect with God. Ooh, basically, without faith, you cannot. 
So Romans 14, I think the last verse, somewhere close to the last verse says that without faith or anything you do without faith is sin. It's sin. S I N. So it means that even when I'm acting right and I don't have faith, whatever I'm doing becomes sin. Do you understand? Yes. So faith is, a, I mean, a serious thing that uh, um, every believer must yearn to have, and not just praying and believing I'll receive. You understand? Because if I pray and I believe I'll receive, that is just believing. Okay. Faith is, as I said, is the word of God dwelling inside of you. All right. And before you can pray to God, you must first believe there is God. <laughs> and before you believe there is God, it means, you see, I just told you the five levels of, it means the existence of God must affect your action, your behavior. So you can't just walk anyhow and pray that God, I am looking for a wife, I'm looking for a job, I'm looking for a car, and God will give it to you. No. Actually, when you have faith, you even pray for those things. You will thank God for them. <laughs> That's, 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 that's something else. When you have faith, you will even pray for God for those things. No. Because you believe that you already have them. Exactly. Out yeah. Because of your position. Let me, let me take you to the Garden of Eden. Now, um, why did God breathe his spirit into man? Because he wants to have a relationship with man. Yeah. And obviously, the relationship we have with God is not carnal. It's not psychological. It's not intellectual. It's spiritual. And I don't think you have any explanation to the spirit. Definitely, it won't be logic. Yes. Exactly. You can apply it in the Exactly. Man was all this while naked, but God didn't have a problem. Okay? Because his relationship with you is not based on the state of your flesh. So, God had a relationship with man. Even though man had a low IQ, let me put it like that, they, they don't have knowledge, but God was in a good relationship with man. Even after eating the food, God still came to man. But then, man switched from the spirit to the flesh. And he said, I am naked, so I can't have a relationship with you. It is impossible to relate with God when you are aware of your status. Status meaning your physical status, circumstances, your physical state. It is impossible to have a good relationship with God. Yes, expand, expand. Okay, I'm, I'm trying to build something okay. out of this. You know, so, right, right. So, when God visited man after man ate the fruit, man was dead. Okay, he was alive and dead. He was dead in the spirit. Mm -hmm. Okay. He was alive in the flesh. But his mind, which is a component of the soul, is not aware of his death. <laughs> So, man is not aware he's dead. Okay? God came because in the mind of man, he's not accepted he's dead yet. So, God still will have a relationship with you. Now, when God came, he said, Adam, where are you? He said, I'm naked. How did Adam get to know he's naked? Because he's no more conscious of the spirit, but conscious of his flesh. Nobody can have a relationship with God being conscious of their flesh. You know, when you have money, your thanksgiving is more, but it is fake because your thanksgiving is based on your situation. You know, people come to church and they are like, let's thank God because you are not in the hospital. You are not dead. Some, 
What about the one whose husband died? Can they thank God? It's against God not to thank him. Because his word says, thank me in all situations. So if I come and I'm like, you are not uh, uh, in the hospital paying for oxygen, so thank God. What about the man in the hospital? He doesn't have any cost to thank God because of his situation. Exactly. But it shouldn't be like that. And so if you are going to be angry with God, it should be in the spirit. If you are going to be happy with God, it should be in the spirit. If you look at your physical situation and you say, because I am looking good, then God is good, then you are a liar. Because the moment you are looking bad, then you will say God is bad. But God, the, to define God is not within the parameters of your status. So you subject God, who God is, to your situation. Exactly. So faith is a spiritual thing. Uh, to hear God, to know God is a spiritual thing. But why, how does the flesh come in? Okay. Um, let me, let me try and bring it <laughs> well because, you know, somebody will think that, okay, then why don't you sleep? Yes. <laughs> I'm sure you are going to ask me that. Yeah, well, why don't I just sleep? Yeah, why don't you just sleep? You see, I mentioned something that because man is not aware, he's dead. He was walking freely yeah. until he was driven from the presence of God. He mourned. He wasn't happy with that because now he felt the pain of going to dig the ground. You know, he felt that pain. He wasn't feeling that pain in the presence. Yeah. You know. Now he's no more in the spiritual. So. Exactly. So now he started, uh, I mean, uh, uh, feeling the stress. Okay. Now, when you are aware of something, mm, that becomes your reality. Let me explain this. The Bible says, whatever a man thinketh, so is he. So even if you are dead in the spirit, and you are not aware, God will still be coming to you. And God came. And maybe that spirit can be restored. Because you can't restore your spirit. He's the one who can restore it. Exactly. You understand? And so your awareness is very important as far as faith is important. Awareness in this context? Means that I believe there is God. I was talking about, in my teaching of faith, I mentioned that the, the... uh, basic level of faith. You know, we have different types, little faith, great faith, mustard seed faith, and all yeah. that stuff. The, the basic or the startup is known as the mustard seed faith, mm-hmm. not little faith. Little faith cannot move. It, it uh, wavers, like in situations, you know, once you're in a prayer meeting, ah, everything is, you're charged up and you think you can ask God anything. The pastor says, okay, ask God three things that you want him to do for you. You think God is there and you ask him, but you can get home and not experience it. You understand? Okay, so in that situation, you are charged up to believe, uh, God, excuse me. (laughs) You are charged up and you believe God is there. And so you you say everything you want to say, but is that really it? No, that's not really it. Okay. The awareness of God must not be within the context of your feelings. Because when your, your best chord is struck, you have goosebumps. And you think God is around, so you can ask him everything. But no, the mustard seed faith now is you believing God is everywhere. And if God is everywhere, I can't do anything everywhere because my father is looking at me. 
psychology, your entire behavior. And so when you believe God is watching me, then I can't steal. My, my father gives me 10,000 to buy something. And I go and it is 8,000. I can just pocket the 2,000. But I decide to come back and say that it is 2,000. My dad is not looking at me. He might not even go and check the price of the thing. But I am honest with my dad. Okay, let's imagine your dad is walking with you to the shop. He knows the thing is 8,000. He gave you 10,000. Can you come and lie to him that it's... No, because he's looking at you. So if you believe God is everywhere, then you believe he's watching you everywhere. And so it affects your behavior. Now because it affects your behavior, God steps in when there is trouble. You don't have to call him. Wow. So you are in a car and the car is going to accident. You don't have to pray. You don't tell your daddy who is a rich man your school fees before he pays it. The school sends him. I mean, your, a rich dad will always send the, the words to school <laughs> that will send even the fees to them directly. And they pay without the child's knowledge of it. And even the rich men will even have an account for their children before they are born. Yeah. You know that. And so your God or your father is more richer than every rich man. For you to worry is even a sin. For you to be sick can be sinful. For you to lack can be sinful. You understand? For you to lack can be sinful. Yeah, for you to lack something and you feel, I don't have money and, and that affects your behavior. What about your, that affects yes, your behavior? Yes, what about your knowledge of God? Let that also affect your behavior and you realize that what you don't have doesn't matter. And it's a strong mental I mean, state you must develop. Wow. Apart from that, the situations we, we go through will cause us to lose our faith in God. That happened to Peter when he was walking on water. The word of God came and energy was burnt oh, yeah. and you, was, you were walking on the water. Now the situations around you prop up. You lose your mother, you lose your father, you lose your husband, you lose your wife. And you start sinking. But Jesus is still there. His word is still come. It's not changed. What has changed? Not you, not God, not His Word, but your situations. Are you going to define your relationship with God by your situations? No, it shouldn't be like that. That's, that's powerful. Great. That, that's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's a whole sermon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a whole sermon. That's a whole sermon. So, um, um, briefly, how, how can one... I think that should be my last question. Okay. How, how can one develop this understanding of faith? this knowledge and awareness of God, this mental position, how can one develop faith? How can one develop faith? Faith comes by hearing the word of God. Okay. Um, there was a time I was saying that the Bible is not necessarily the word of God. Not necessarily. Yeah, but it talks about the word of God. And so, first of all, when you start reading the Bible, it gives you an idea all right. Okay. What about somebody who is deaf or dumb who cannot do? Can they relate with God? Yes. It means that beyond reading the Bible, and I love beyond religion or beyond, yeah, beyond yeah, religion. yeah, you must talk to God. So pray and talk to God. Ask God to reveal Himself to you. 
and the revelation of God dwells within the parameters of our experiences. Sometimes you're going to work and your car you know, fails on the road or there's an accident that blocks you, keeps you from getting to work late. It might be God showing up. Yes, it might be God showing up. All right, and all these things draw us to come back and ask God. When you speak to God, He will reveal Himself to you. My knowledge of God might be different from your knowledge of God because He told something, don't bother your hair. He didn't tell you that. He might have a specific word for you. So I don't want to create um, a rule or something by developing faith, but pray, talk to God, read the Bible, all these things. It, it, will, it will help you, I mean, like a preamble yeah. to getting to know God. This is to say that you can read the Bible, pray, and still not know God. Yes. So... <laughs> but you, you said something really remarkable when you said that, um, that you're, you don't want to limit people to a set of rules on how to develop faith because it's experiential and God deals with everybody on a different level. That, that, that is, that's, that's very important. Yeah. And because we hear that a lot, you know, there are certain set of rules within religion that we are told that if you pray 30 days or 48 hours, you lock yourself in the room, you know, all these rules. You, you could be doing that and be a mental patient. <laughs> I'm sorry, but yeah, it's true. Yes, I, I you know, because I'm a psychiatrist, yeah. I've seen a lot of stuff. Sometimes you're in the hospital, night shift, and you see a patient praying from like 11 p.m. to 4 a.m. Wow, a patient? Yes, a patient. A mental patient? A mental patient. They speak in tongues and everything. Some of them pray better and more than me, but they are patients. Is this something that is, is relative? It's relative. I've seen this a number of times. Wow. Yes. Oh yes, it's, it's true. And, and so, why? Why that? Because people don't know the difference between what is spirit and what is mental. They feel everything you don't see is spiritual, but you don't see your mind. Even microorganisms, you don't see some of them. Micro, you don't see them. With your unaided eyes. So you need a microscope to see them. The fact that you don't see plasmodium doesn't mean it doesn't exist. But it doesn't mean it's spiritual too. You see, so there are things that are beyond the reach of the eyes or beyond the reach of our perception, but they exist that are even not spiritual. Okay? So people must understand, when my mind is talking to me, when there's a problem with my mind, when I'm uh, having a delusion, when I'm having a hallucination, because you can be having visions yeah. and it's hallucinations. People come to me, they you are can like, be having visions and they could be hallucinations. And it's a, not actually a vision, it's a hallucination. Visual hallucination. Within the, sign, within, within the, the fields of science. Yes. But within religion, we, we no, call no, no, it no, a no. revelation no, or something. The, the point is, there is revelation and there is hallucination. Oh, okay. Yes. So you can have vision, and you can have a hallucination. I think we may, we may have to deal with this. On another day. Yes, another, day. <laughs> another topic. Yes, so it's an interesting one. Yes, um, um, a, a lot of people feel that once you're seeing something, and I, I was saying that people come to me with dreams. Said, I have this dream, and you must differentiate between a dream that originates from the spirit, a dream that originates from stress on the mind, and a dream that originates from the flesh. Let us not go there. So, <laughs> let us not go there. 
we, we, we will deal we will deal with this this is a very interesting one very interesting we will deal with this very interesting like there's so much divorce between the science and then um, and we, faith we must merge them. and they have to be able to be we should be able to maintain a balance well some of this knowledge helps us it doesn't really like it doesn't necessarily take us to a place where we are reliant on intellectualism or no, you don't have to faith is real faith is real but you must know something born of the spirit something born of the mind and something born of the flesh wow. yeah wow Mr. J, we, we will definitely get deeper into this thing. Thank you. We'll definitely get deeper. Yes, I, I don't want us to go too much. Because I, want, I want us to have another time where we talk about what you just mentioned. I mean, different between revelation and then hallucination. That's a big one. Anyway, um, where, where can we find um, Jason Elliott on social media? Okay, so on Facebook, Jason Elliott. On Instagram, Jason Elliott Base. Yeah. Jason Elliott Base. Yeah. Is there any no, nothing, just one. Just Facebook, Jason Elliott, yeah. and Instagram, Jason Elliott. Yes. Are you still playing? Bass. Yes, actively. Uh, not really active. But we are still residual. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway. So, so how, how do we contact um, Walk on Water? I mean, it's an annual program, right? Yes, please. You had one? Yes, recently, so I, I can. Uh, when you go on Facebook, when you, you, you go to Jason Elliott, yes. you can see um, some of the, um, the videos and all that. But I can give you a contact okay. if you want okay. to get to us. So okay. You can put the contact across. 055. Okay. 775. Okay. 87. 87. 83. Let me take it again. 055 okay. 775 okay. okay. right. When we contact, I will just guide you to you or to someone else. You get, me. get you. Oh, okay. Thank you very much for, for having us. Thank, Thank you. you for the opportunity to interview. You. Thank you. And we, we really had a good time. But we, we have to get more time to get deeper, to get sure. deeper into that sure. defending <laughs> revelation, hallucination. Mm. Mm. All right. There you have it. I told you this was going to be an interesting one. And yes, it was really interesting. And thank you for sticking staying with us. Go to our podcast um, handles on Podbean and Anchor and Spotify. Um, then you can also find us on Jamit. Jamit is an African podcast platform for African podcasters. So you can just type Beyond Religion or Solomon's Beyond Religion and you'll find me there. You'll find me on Podbean. you find me on um, Google Podcast. you find me also on Spotify. The name is Solomon's Beyond Religion. If you want to get in touch with us, you can call my number 0242-769-461. 0242-769-461. And you can also send me an email via solomonsbeyondreligion at gmail.com. Solomonsbeyondreligion at gmail.com. I mean, if you have any questions, just send them to this through these contacts I've given you. Any question on the interview is welcome and I will make sure that Jason answers to those questions. Mind you, some of the things he said were wild and you have to understand them in the context of the conversation, in the context of the topic. But if, you, if something beats your mind and you don't understand, feel free and send the question. I'll send it right through to Jason and he's going to answer you. Thank you for staying with us. Subscribe to our YouTube channel too. Solomon Padite is the name. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, Solomon Padite. And thank you very much. Love you. Peace. I'm out.